Hello everyone and welcome back to Kickoff here on Unite Radio. I'm Jamie McCready and every week I give you the opportunity to be live to the nation. All you need to do is to go onto my Instagram, which is jackjimjam.official. Go onto the website link, fill out the form, or go ahead and send me a DM. I just wanted to say thank you very much for listening to this show. It really, really helps me out. But now, if you're listening on Spotify, well, hello. You're now going to be listening to me on Catch Up on Spotify. Only on Spotify after my show will be posted every Wednesday, 5 to 6, usually. Birmingham City caused an upset in the Women's League Cup by beating top-tier Brighton in the first round. Wolves face a wait to appoint former Sevilla manager Julian Lopetelli after the former manager was sacked a few weeks ago. Middlesbrough have announced the termination of Chris Wilder's contract less than a year at the Riverside Stadium. Borough have won just two of their last 11 league matches. Mind-boggling projections speak volumes. Erling Haaland would finish the Premier League season on 67 goals if he maintains his current strike rate and game time and would extend that to 71 if he played every minute. Chelsea are close to agreeing a deal to sign RB Leipzig forward Christopher Nkunku. Nkunku has a release clause with RB Leipzig which is worth 60 million euros until 2026. But there's a special release clause of 52.4 million pounds uh, for the summer of 2023. Chelsea are thought to be prepared to pay above that to clinch the 24-year-old French international who has six goals and eight Bundesliga appearances this season. Arsenal will face an eight-time Champions League Lyon in the Champions League group stages of the 2022-23 Women's Champions League. We've only just passed the first weekend of October, but eight championship managers have already parted ways with their clubs. This is including the likes of Hull, Watford and Middlesbrough manager. Sky Sports' Paul Merson says facing Liverpool this weekend will be Arsenal's real acid test as they look to consolidate their place in the top of the Premier League table. Porch football expert Pedro believes that agent Jorge Mendes wants to continue a so-called Portuguese era at Wolves following the sacking of Bruno Large. An Indonesian police chief and nine elite officers were removed from their posts after at least 125 people were killed in the riot at the football match in Indonesia. Delays in unlocking the gates at the Indonesian football stadium after violence broke out contributed to a disaster which led to 125 deaths. Jamie Carragher has blown Liverpool's midfield for their defensive struggles at the beginning of the season. This comes as Artur, our brand new signing, is injured until January. An independent investigation released on Monday showed abuse and misconduct has become semantic in the United States' top flight of National Women's Soccer League. Leicester City moved off the bottom of the Premier League table with an emphatic 4-0 thrashing of Nottingham Forest. That leaves their East Midland rivals there instead. With a stunning James Madison free kick, he surely has to be coming to the World Cup in flying form. Gary Neville says Southgate should leave Harry Maguire out of England's World Cup squad to protect him with injury and errors, seeing the defender in the spotlight. Rebecca Vardy has been ordered to pay £1.5 million towards Colleen Rooney's legal costs following their Withgut Christie liberal trial. England captain Leo Williamson has been ruled out of the games against the USA and the Czech Republic after sustaining an injury in training. But former England defender Alex Scott has spoken about domestic abuse she suffered during her childhood, saying she visualised it like it was yesterday. Huddersfield manager Mark has collected his first point since taking charge of the Terriers, as he recorded a 3-3 championship draw against Luton Town. Chris Willock's Sith Six goals in the championship season so far has earned Queen's Park Rangers a fifth win in seven as they beat championship leaders Sheffield United 1-0 at Bramall Lane. Coventry paid for some of their poor finishing as their championship visit to Bristol City ended goalless. Sunderland and Blackpool played out a 0-0 draw at the Stadium of Light as the home side missed the chance to climb back into the Skybet Championship playoff places. Mark Harris gave Wales manager Rob Page a timely reminder of his goal-scoring talent as he fired home a 20-yard screamer to earn Cardiff a 1-0 win against Blackburn. 
Norwich extended their unbeaten league run to nine matches with a hard 1-1 uh, championship draw at Reading. Trent Alexander-Arnold's fabulous free kick set Liverpool off on a way to a confident boosting 2-0 Champions League win over their rivals in Scotland, Rangers at Anfield. Tottenham were left to rue strings of wasted opportunities and chances as they were held to a frenetic 0-0 draw at Eintracht Frankfurt, missing the chance to go top of the group. Kevin Van Veen scored his hat-trick as Motherwell ran riot in a 5-0 victory against Ross County. There was controversy at the end of Cardiff's 1-0 win against Blackburn as Bradley Dack scored his goal, but the referee was awarded penalty towards Blackburn Rovers. A penalty instead, which was then saved by Ryan Aslott. United States captain Becky has called for the removal of individuals in the NWSL and the US soccer who failed to protect players from abuse. Napoli thrashed Ajax in the Champions League meeting on Tuesday with Barcelona and Atletico Madrid both suffering defeats. Ukraine is set to join Spain and Portugal in a combined bid to host the 2030 World Cup. This is a bit of a weird one because obviously Spain and Portugal are next door to each other uh, in the far end of Europe and the other end of Europe is Ukraine. So I think it's predicted that it will be one group all in Ukraine. But then uh, there's, a no, there's a few others as well who want to host the World Cup with a few South American teams and there's a few teams from different continents in Asia and Africa and the Middle East all wanting to host the World Cup at once. So instead of it being held in one country like we've seen for the last few years, they're going to spread it around. Eric Ten Hag says Cristiano Ronaldo is frustrated when he is not playing but dismissed suggestions that the forward could be sold. Lee Tomlin tells Sky Sports about his decision to retire from football after nearly 600 appearances that's taken him from non-league to the Premier League. Christopher Nkunku, who is obviously linked with Chelsea, scored for RB Leipzig as they beat Celtic 3-1 in a dramatic Champions League encounter, which included two VAR interventions and a Joe Hart howler. Portland Taunts has been sacked as the president of soccer and Gavin Wilkinson and the president of business Mike Gurlob following the investigation of abuse in the NWSL. Burnley surrendered a lead to draw 1-1 for the fourth time in fifth game in five games as substitute Harry Clark's late header and Stoke City a point at Turf Moor. Pedro Martins watched from the stands as Hulls ended five run of five consecutive defeats with a 2-1 win at home to Wigan. Managerless Middlesbrough climbed out of the Championship's relegation zone by beating Birmingham 1-0 in the first game since Chris Wilder's departure. Slaven Bilic's first home game as Watford manager ended in Ben Cambo's stoppage time header, earning Swansea a 2-1 win in the Skybet Championship. Preston earned their first win of the season with a 1-0 victory over West Brom, sending the baggies into the relegation zone to put even more pressure on former Newcastle boss Steve Bruce. Matt Taylor's resign as Rotherham manager began with a 1-1 draw against Millwall at the New York Stadium. Chelsea kick-started their stuttering Champions League campaign with emphatic fashion with a 3-0 win over AC Milan at the bridge. Erling Brat Haaland scored twice as Manchester City cruised to a 5-0 Champions League victory over FC Copenhagen at the Etihad. Danny Armstrong grabbed a deadly double as Kilmarnock returned to winning ways in the Scottish Premiership with a 2-1 victory over St Johnston. Jude Bellingham scored one and assisted another as he led Britain Dortmund to a 4-1 win at Sevilla, while PSG were held by Benfica despite more Lionel Messi brilliance. Max Kujvavi insists he will always be grateful for the support from St Johnston and Scotland as he suffered sleepless nights fearing for his family in Ukraine. Tottenham's fitness coach Gian Pereira Vintero has died aged 61. Arsenal forward Beth Mead has been named England's Women's Player of the Year. And Hull City have, agreed, have reached a verbal agreement with Pedro Martins to become their new manager. England and the US players wore teal armbands at Wembley on Friday night to stand in solidarity with sexual abuse victims. In the National Women's Soccer League, the NWSL, the, side, the home side won 2-1 in their first game since the tryout for the Euros earlier this year. Lauren Hemp's goal and George Stanway's slotted penalty got the win. 
Carl Walker is a doubt for the World Cup in Qatar after Manchester City confirmed the fullback has had successful surgery on his groin injury. Premier League players are set to take the knee before top flight matches over the next two weekends as a part of an anti-discrimination campaign. Aberdeen boss Jim Goodwin has been issued with an eight-game ban after accusing Hibbern defender Ryan of blatant cheating. Manchester United avoided an embarrassing defeat to Omana courtesy of a second-half comeback win to win 3-2 in the Europa League after being behind at the break. Simakas scored the only goal as West Ham moved nearly a step closer to qualifying in the Conference League knockouts with a 1-0 win in Belgium against Anglet. That was at home, sorry, for West Ham in London. A much-changed Arsenal side eased past the Norwegian Minerals Big Doe Glimt to go top of the Europa League group. Wales beat Bosnia 1-0 on a tense night in Cardiff to advance to the next Women's World Cup playoff stage. Substitute Abby Harrison sent Scotland one step closer to the Women's World Cup finals with an extra time winner against Austria. Hearts' hopes of progressing in the Europa Conference League suffered a damaging blow on Thursday as they were outclassed by Florentina at Tyne Castle. Becky Spencer says the safer environments and more coaches from diverse backgrounds are needed to inspire young girls and increase diversity in the Women's Super League. Celtic captain Callum McGregor will be out of action until the World Cup due to a severity on his knee injury and manager has confirmed. Young Klopp says Liverpool have to be more unpredictable to get back to their best and acknowledge that low confidence has hit their previously relentless pressing game. Nottingham Forest manager Steve Cooper has been awarded a contract until 2025. He said, I do not know how close I was to being sacked. Hull City's chairman Ukun Ilali has confirmed the negotiations have ended with Pedro Martins about the vacant managerial position. Paul Heckingbottom has been announced manager of the month for September, while Luton Town's Carton Morris is the player of the month. Jack Leslie was called up for the England squad in 1925, but was denied an England appearance because of the colour of his skin. It's safe to say that we've moved on, hopefully, from these kind of disgusting things that have happened in the past, and hopefully we can build a more diverse society. Brazil remained top-seeded in the team at the World Cup as the FIFA World Cup rankings were released on Thursday. Queen's Park Rangers leapfrogged Reading and moved level on points with the leaders Sheffield United and second place Norwich by coming behind and beating the Royals 2-1 at Loftus Road. Serena Wigman says the victory against the USA was a good measure for England's progress, while Victor Antley wouldn't mind facing the Lionesses in the World Cup final. Derek McLeanis insists he has no beef with the Scottish FA following communication issues around Kilarmuk striker Carl Lafferty disciplinary heart hearing date. Giorgio Giamacos was the hero for Celtic as the last gasp goal secured victory in a dramatic game at St Johnston. Bruno Gomez scored two, his first two goals of the season as his magnificent performance helped Newcastle to convincing 5-1 victory over Brentford at St James's Park. Fabulous Manchester City moved top of the Premier League with a 4-0 win over struggling Southampton as Ellingbrook Haaland scored again. Does this mean Ralph Hartenhutel is under a bit more pressure than what he has been in previous seasons? Antonio Corlac netted twice as Rangers cruised to a 4-0 victory over St Mirian to remain two points behind leaders Celtic. Tottenham paid their perfect tributes to the passing of their fitness coach with a gritty 1-0 win over Brighton. The Cherries, also known as Bournemouth, scored two second-half goals in the space of four minutes to complete a thrilling 2-1 comeback win over Leicester City. Swansea made it four championship wins on the bounce as they held for a nervy 2-1 win against Sunderland at the Swansea.com Stadium. Sheffield United were undone by a familiar face as Phil Jellica proved an instrumental in Stoke's 3-1 win at home. High-flying Norwich were beaten for the first time in 10 as Preston came away from Carrow Road with a hard-fought 3-2 win. Steve Bruce's future as West Brom manager is hanging by a thread as their dreadful start to the season continued with a 0-0 draw against Luton on a toxic afternoon. 
Cardiff continued their recent resurgence in the Skybet Championship by recording a 3-1 victory over Wigan at the DW Stadium. On loan Arsenal defender Aston Trusty scored his first goals in English football as dominant Birmingham brushed aside Bristol City 3-0 at St Andrews. Ben Brenton Diaz's double helped Blackburn to an emphatic 3-0 victory over Rotherham at Ewood Park as they continued their win or lose sequence of results. Jerry Yates' late double sealed a welcoming 3-1 victory for Blackpool against suffering Watford. Sienna Fleming scored twice as Millwall continued their fine form with a 2-0 championship victory over Middlesbrough. And Nathan Teller's fifth goal of the championship season moved Burnley within two points of championship promotion places after a 1-0 victory against Coventry City. In Graham Potter's first home win in the Premier League in charge saw off Diego Costa on his return and comfortably beat Wolves 3-0 to go fourth in the Premier League. Championship pace set to Sheffield United and Norwich, both beaten on Saturday afternoon as Watford also lose. League One top pairing Plymouth and Ipswich both win. Former Lioness Leon Sanderson believes the FA forgot about her and other former England players calling out the governing body in an emotional post on social media. Stevenage are top of League Two with another win. This time it was the Swindon who conceded two to forward Jordan Roberts. Second place Leighton Orient have a game next week against third place Northampton. Borussia Dortmund's Anthony Modest headed a last gasp equaliser to complete a sensational two-goal comeback to snatch a 2-2 draw against Victor's visitors by Munich. Tottenham boss Antonio Conte admitted it was difficult for his side to play their 1-0 win over Brighton on Saturday, days after the passing of their fitness coach. Cristiano Ronaldo is prepared to go to Inter-Miami. Cristiano Ronaldo lined up by David Beckham Inter-Miami as they prepare for a sensational January swoop. England will face Italy and Ukraine in their Euro 2024 qualifying group, while Scotland have been grouped with Spain, Norway, Wales and will face Croatia. Michael Hillock struck as Mark Fotheringham's enjoyed victory in the first home game in charge of Huddersfield with a 2-0 victory over managerless Hull. A stunning Brendan Arison run leads on to Pascal Struck putting Leeds ahead at Crystal Palace. Utton Edward just stays on side to bring Crystal Palace level against Leeds with a clever header. Ika Casillas has deleted a Twitter deleted a tweet in which it seemingly announced he was coming out as gay. Casillas posted the tweet on Sunday. Former Barcelona captain Poyle responds to Casillas' tweet and it translates to, It's time to tell our story. Palace's Eze glides past defenders and slams the ball past Ian Mislier in the Leeds goal to give his side a late lead. As some of you may know, my nanny passed away in January. As she lived up in Scotland, my family and cousins who lived nearby to me had to travel up about a six-hour drive to the funeral. We have a very big group, ranging from ages six to mid-fifties. My cousin Charlie, who is a talented lad, early twenties, had a special bond with our nanny, and he decided to make a song about her after her passing. Here it is. Here's Nona. Thank you Nona, you showed me my destiny Cause of what you taught me, I can leave my family legacy Last name and light, make sure the world remembers me But I can't enjoy it, now you're gone cause what you meant to me I remember playing six strings in the council flat Taught me my first chord progression, swear that we worked hours on that I still remember what you taught me, hope you're proud of that The world used to be so bright and livid, although now it's black Who am I? Now you're gone, I feel like an imposter Struggle with the pencil, try and drown it out with vodka Mental health with flight Better get down to the doctor Think the cannabis is helping But I might need something stronger 
nah, you wouldn't want me to revert Lyrically I'm gifted but it's feeling like a curse Hear the words you sung to me every day since birth Morning town ride ain't the same it sounds like hers That's all you lie in the pale skin Look like you were sleeping Mine was playing games cause I swear I saw you breathing Keep your glasses safe for you Can see and is believing Can't believe it now you're gone The solo fighting demons what am I supposed to do Go back my life like it's nothing I couldn't if I tried to forget who you're loving You're my idol no not playing your guitar Just drumming smoking not finding different corporate progressions While we're puffing like to think back Singing stand by me in the kitchen Me, you, mum, little Hit me something different I aspire to be like you Now you're gone I'm sure I'll miss it Going trips in the country Go so far we end up missing I'll make sure my kids know stories about you Choking up Don't know who I'm supposed to be Without you Never wanted to know What this is like But I'm about to Always know I'll call you that forever And I'm proud to Cause you see me at my lowest But you show me how to change it Told me go and make it Say important was too basic Suddenly a void is opened up I can't explain it I feel like I don't know who I am And I hate it Mama got it hardest It struck her where her heart is The only way to cope without you here Is being heartless Put my soul in this regard this. Don't care if this starts charting I made this from a place of love and thinking profit margin I got memories Going kite flying in the golf course Heading to get ice cream at the van Flaking no sauce I reached to the hospital Wishing you were okay But seeing you there broke my heart It was so so I thank you for teaching me How to be a good man You know I would turn back the clocks If I could grant Get to the floor there's no way I could stand, can't believe that you're up there being careful by a good man I'm sorry I'm a bottle owner, welcome my career Can't take up all my old habits now that you're not here I'm certain that I won't manage Crazy how the world can stop rotating when I post vanish Can't believe that I'm writing these bars Comforting to know that you'll be shining with stars Smile on my face, thinking back right to the start I fell into the void, I lost my light in the dark And my heart has been broken it's like someone found a scar that was there and tore it open When granddad passed away I was finally coping But this brought back the pain that I felt in that moment How can I just go about my day? Now you've gained your wing Sure you're up in heaven's choir singing how the angels sing When you lose somebody you look up to it's a painful thing Just know you aren't alone Someone's going through the same damn thing What a great song that is, In Memory of Our Nanny. I just wanted to say congratulations to Charlie in releasing his first song. I know there's more to come. Our potential is soon to be fulfilled. Crystal Palace became 2-1 winners versus Leeds United. Eze helped his side with a victorious, stunning strike. West Ham 3 Fulham 1. The Cotters scored first through former Man United player Andreas Pereira. But then the home side showed why they're in contention for European football, even though they've had a bit of a rocky start. Three scorers for the Hammers, Bowen Skamaka and Mikel Antonio, helped the Hammers jump four places higher in the Premier League. Up next, we're going to be talking about Liverpool and Klopp's seventh season syndrome. Coming up. There is no doubting the ability of Jurgen Klopp and the impact that he's had at Liverpool since his arrival back in 2015. In his press conference, the Reds boss self-proclaimed himself as the normal one, promised at least one title in four years' time. He delivered more than that. He lifted the spirits of fans 
from the ground up to the sky as he turned doubters into believers. By 2019, Liverpool had already won the Champions League and built a team strong enough to challenge on all fronts. In the season following the European triumph, Klopp got his hands on the UEFA Super Cup, FIFA Club World Cup, and most importantly, he ended the club's 30-year wait for the league title as they clinched the maiden Premier League trophy. In the season 21-22, Klopp's charges set out and achieved an unprecedented quadruple as they took part in all games available to them. However, they failed to win the two big prizes as they fell short in the Premier League and the Champions League to Manchester City and Real Madrid, respectively. They ended up with just the FA Cup and the Carabao Cup in what could have been a historic season. Now, in his seventh season at the helm, Klopp has endured a tough start. He lost his talisman Sadio Mane to Bayern Munich in the summer and hoped his new signing Darwin Nunes to, to maybe be a bit quicker at starting as he's failed to settle as quickly as he would have hoped. Three games into the season, Klopp finds himself in an unfamiliar 16th place and without a win the club's worst start to a season in 10 years. This has brought back the chatters of Klopp's seventh season curse. In the first ever managerial role at the German side Mainz, Klopp was hit and secured promotion to the Bundesliga for the first time in the club's history. However, however three years later, after that historic moment in what was Klopp's seventh season, Mainz were relegated to the second division of German football. After Mainz, Klopp went to Borussia Dortmund where he truly made his name. He took a side to the Champions League final and won back-to-back -back Bundesliga titles. Again, in his seventh season at the Stindal Unduna Park, things turned sour. Dortmund lost their star striker Robert Lewandowski and ended up finishing seventh in the league, a disastrous season that led to Klopp's departure. Klopp is now in the seventh season at Anfield and things have started very badly. He acknowledged that he needs to make changes last month. He said to the Anfield rap, We are now already a while together. It's my seventh season and that's really strange, but we just can't let things keep keep things like they are. So we cannot just say, Ah, oh, it's great. With a team getting older, you have to make changes. We do. We do consistently. Could this be the start of an end to a wonderful Klopp era at Anfield? The Reds played out a game at the Emirates Stadium against Arsenal. And they came out on the losing side. They were not ahead any point in the game. And they failed to win another game away from home. This is Klopp's seventh season at Liverpool after taking over from Brendan Rodgers in 2015. It's safe to say Klopp has done a remarkable job at Anfield as he has won every single major trophy available to him, including the Premier League and the Champions League. However, this season has been a struggle so far and an utter disappointment as Liverpool have struggled to reproduce football we saw in the last couple of seasons. As a result, Klopp's job is starting to be questioned by many fans and pundits. Former Aston Villa striker Gabby Agbolor has spoken about Klopp's decision-making in recent weeks and is also a lord the German seventh year in charge of his previous club, Borussia Dortmund. He told Football Insider young Klopp was at Dortmund for seven years and in the seventh year it was poor. This is now the seventh year at Liverpool. He's got a history of having six years and then it not working out in the seventh. There's a Liverpool team that are in real danger of not finishing in the top four. The title race has gone. For me, it's some of the big decisions that he's made. Starting Fabio Carvalho against Brighton. Yes, he's a good prospect, but you start your best side and bring players off. I don't care if they've been on international duty. I don't care if they've been on a plane from South America. They're not flying Ryanair. They're on a private jet with beds on it. <laughs> I don't want to hear, I didn't start Darwin Nunes because of this. It doesn't start Luis Diaz because of that, of the international break. That's a load of nonsense. The former England striker accused Klopp of underestimating his opponents. He then added, you don't underestimate some of these teams in the Premier League. And he did for that. If he started Diaz against Brighton, they would have won the game for me. Some of the decision-making too. I love James Milner, but you're bringing him on for Kostas Simakas. Jordan Henderson was playing some great balls and he brought him off for Harvey Elliott. I think some of the decisions aren't right and maybe there's a problem with Klopp. Liverpool are on the decline for me. Everyone can see it. Teams aren't scared to play them anymore. We talk about atmosphere at Anfield. It doesn't look the same there. There's something definitely wrong there. Lastly, he added, he questioned whether the big spending money on Darwin Nunes was the correct decision. He said, this is what happens when you don't buy players in the position that you really need. Would Nunes' money been better spent in midfield? 
They are very light in midfield. Fabinho can't run and Thiago is a decent player, but he can't run. The midfield is going to cost them this season. Darwin Nunez has revealed that he doesn't understand what Jurgen Klopp says after the Uruguayan endured a tough start to life at Liverpool. Since joining the club from Benfica in a deal worth £85 million, Darwin Nunez has struggled to convince the fans that he will be capable to set the place on fire. The 23-year-old hot-headed annex against Crystal Palace did not help the cause as he was shown a straight red card on his Anfield debut. Since his return from suspension, Nunes has found himself behind the likes of Roberto Firmino, Jota in the pecking order. Nunes was handed a start against Rangers in the Champions League on Tuesday night. However, despite an encouraging performance, he failed to find the back of the net as he was up against an inspired Alan McGregor. After the match, he admitted that he does not understand Klopp's instructions. He told ESPN Columbia, The truth is that, honestly, in team talks he speaks, I don't understand a thing. Then I asked my teammates what he said, but I think it's very clear about it in his game. He asks us to make things simple, to not be afraid to play, to have confidence. And then when we lose the ball, he wants us to press. That's always what he asks for. Nunes has then spoken candidly about struggles on the pitch since his big money move to Merseyside. He said, sometimes I feel indecisive. I don't feel confident at all. But as training sessions go by and matches, that will increase. The coach himself always gives me confidence. So, the assistant manager Pep Lingers and elite development coach Victor Matos, who speak Portuguese, always translate it for me. And then my teammates, who I talk to and tell me to be calm. When they speak to me, I, it calms me because I know that if I do something wrong, they'll always have my back. Klopp has also backed his man after a 2-0 win over Rangers. The Ger German said, you saw how good the striker is. He's consistent in all these situations. Everybody saw tonight that this thing will happen. So all good. It was a bold strategy that Jürgen Klopp decided to move away from his tired and tested 4-3-3 formation. They changed the formation against Rangers and it worked. But following an unusual Lothdick start to the 2022-23 campaign, it appears that Saturday's 3-3 draw against Brighton was the final straw for Klopp, who admitted they were all over the place and not convincing throughout the last weekend's game. For years, the beloved 4-4-3 system has brought so much success to Anfield. The front three of Mane Firmino and Mohamed Salah delivered the first top-flight league title in 30 years, not to mention Europe's biggest prize. A meeting with assistant manager Pep Lingers followed after the Brighton result. Klopp decided it was time to switch things up and try a new formation for Tuesday's Group A fixture. A basic 4-4-2 that looked more like a 4-2-3-1 and 4-2-4 at times. It breathed new life into the Reds, especially going forward. Darwin Nunez was the focal point in attack and although he didn't get on the score sheet against Rangers, his movement and link-up was impressive to say the least. Mohamed Salah, who has only scored two goals in the league this season, also looked more at home in the new formation and was given more freedom to roam in attacking areas. Klopp's also decided to drop Fabinho from his starting eleven, following a poor run in form, instead opting for the balanced double pivot of Jordan Henderson and Thiago to protect what has been a leaky back four. The German will be the first to admit that Liverpool have been too easy to play against on numerous occasions this season, but defensively they looked solid throughout on Tuesday night. After the game, Klopp admitted that the squad only had Monday's training session to work on the new system, but the difference was clear. Balance, structure and the focal point up front. It was really good defensive performance in a new structure, Klopp told reporters at full time. Offensively, we created an awful lot. I liked it a lot. The way that the boys up front moved together was an extremely good for the only session working on it. We never did it before. We did one session and that was low intensity because we played recently. You see how good of a striker Darwin is He'll con he he'll to be consistent in these situations. I think everybody saw that this is him scoring goals. It will happen. Klopp added, it's the tactical change. It was nothing to do with the game. It had a little bit to do with the game, but not much. It was for us. We wanted to defend differently to what we usually do. If you see us for a few years now, if you see somebody was criticising us for defending, it was people talking about the high line. But then people then created, when we were defensively pressing situations, they created a lot of chances. That was rare, but happened more. So that's why we, slightly, we set up slightly different, closed different gaps. Liverpool's fullback Trent Alexander-Arnold, 
who opened the scoring with a sumptuous free kick, is clearly a fan of the new system. We went back to a bit more of a basic 4-4-2 and it played really well, he said. We shifted across the pitch well and made it compact. They couldn't play through us. They were playing a lot of long balls and stuff like that and we're just winning the second balls. The change in tactics definitely helped us. Now this is an insane stat. The last season that just went, going into half-time losing only happened once. This season has already happened eight times. This is really, really big on the Jurgen Klopp stats and things need to be improved at Anfield. Will Klopp's seventh season syndrome continue? Hopefully not for Liverpool fans, but they're really, really struggling and they might not even get top four at this rate. They're going to be slipping up to the likes of Newcastle and Fulham and people above them like Bournemouth who are just flying in form. They're already 14 points behind leaders Arsenal after losing at the Emirates earlier on today. A player that has been in very, very good form in the last few years, Trent Alexander-Arnold. This season hasn't started the way that we expected. Fans have taken to social media, and I'm going to read you out this thing by the Daily Mail. Trent is so bad at defending. Fans ridicule Alexander-Arnold. Atrocious positioning after Gabriel Martinelli only needed one minute to get in behind him and score, as questions over the fullbacks defending continue as he hooked at half-time. Fans have taken to social media to ridicule Trent Alexander-Arnold for his defending in Arsenal's opening goal at the Emirates. Nicola Arteta's side took the lead after just one minute thanks to Gabriel Martinelli's fourth Premier League goal this season. Alexander-Arnold lost the Brazilian in a build-up goal which slipped in behind to guide the ball past Alisson. The England international has come under huge scrutiny for his below-par performances this season. While there is little debate over his attacking ability, his defensive play has been put under the microscope for a series of errors. One fan said, Trent Alexander-Arnold's positioning was atrocious for Martinelli's goal. Three Arsenal players could have gone in behind him. Someone on social media said, Trent Alexander-Arnold already caught out by Martinelli. It took one minute. Trent already caught out by Martinelli. It took one minute, said another supporter. The third fan wrote... I'm sorry, no one can defend Trent right now. He's awful at defending. Jamie Redknapp, who was, who was working on Sky, said Trent's body shape is all wrong. Whatever happens, you cannot let that ball be played inside you. But the pass is so good and it was a lovely finish by the player. And that's bang on form for Martinelli. Despite being selected in the England, for, for England in the recent international break, he didn't play a single minute and was completely left out of the squad for the second game against Germany. Reds boss Jürgen Klopp has jumped to the defence of his man on several occasions, but mistakes are coming almost every single game. He showed more vulnerability when he ran out of position to try and close down Martinelli, who played Bakayo Saka to put Arsenal 2-1 up just before the break. Gary Neville on commentary said on Sky, I've no idea what Trent Alexander-Arnold is doing here. Once he goes across and he just does that. He quickens up the attack and leaves Simicast in the middle, isolated on his own. Liverpool's right back goes across and it's not good enough. He just had to stay in the middle. Henderson was showing him Martinelli down the line and Saka well stretching for his life to get there. Paul Mason, working as a pundit, said, I think Trent Alexander-Arnold is in a good position here, but he takes chances and guesses of what Martinelli is doing and you just can't guess. This is not the standard of football. Not at this standard of football, sorry. The 24-year-old was substituted at half-time for his performance, though he picked up a knock during the first period. It's currently unclear if Klopp's decision was performance or injury-related. He was bought off, and it really, really deserved to be. I feel bad for the guy. Of course I do. He's a young player. But you just can't be making these errors, and he has to be learning from his mistakes. Yes, we've seen in the last few years how good Trent is at attacking and being the player that he is. But when you can see these mistakes, big teams like City and Arsenal, Chelsea, Tottenham, they're going to eventually find you and kind of catch you lacking. So I think this is why teams are scoring and gaining more from us this year, just purely because they've watched a lot of our football. You see a lot of teams change over the course. Like last year, our high line worked very, very well. A lot less teams are scoring, but this season teams have managed to catch on to it. We're discovering our form. But now we're going to give you a song. His Legacy by Brian Michael Hines. Chasing heights On my way to that better life That spotlight It shines bright 
gotta just believe in me and I'm alright Nobody said it's gonna be easy, no I know It ain't gonna stop me from dreaming, no For sure Yeah, I wanna buy one of those fast cars Oh, I wanna have my name in the stars Set my goal up high and do what I love Gotta get a Lexi, yeah Gotta get a Lexi, yeah Got no doubt, I know I will go so far Oh, I'm gonna have my name in the stars Set my goal up high and do what I love Gotta get a Lexi, yeah Gotta get a Lexi, yeah Gonna fight for what's mine I'm gonna keep them bad vibes out of my sight Nobody said it's gonna be easy, no I know It ain't gonna stop me from dreaming, no For sure Yeah, I wanna buy one of those fast cars Oh, I wanna have my name in the stars Set my goal up high and do what I love Gotta get a Lexi, yeah Gotta get a Lexi, yeah Got no doubt, I know I will go so far Oh, I'm gonna have my name in the stars Set my goal up high and do what I love Gotta get a Lexi, yeah Gotta get a Lexi, yeah Manchester United are leading Everton 2-1 in the 74th minute. Cristiano Ronaldo. Well, let's just start off with the game firstly. So Everton took the lead first through Iwobi only five minutes into the game. But then... Anthony, who is in flying form, I think scoring three in a row, scores ten minutes later to bring things level. And then the man himself, Cristiano Ronaldo, scores his 700 club goal to give Manchester United the lead. Assists from Anthony Martial and Casemiro in the 44th minute. Amazing. Manchester United are hopefully back in form for Manchester United fans. The player that we haven't seen for a while, who is obviously Manchester United's... We, I thought it would be Talisman. He comes on in replacement for Anthony Martial. So he started on the bench once again, but came on in the 29th minute and proved why he should be playing for Eric Ten Hag's side. Let's move to Spain. Let's go to La Liga, where things are going a bit crazy. All teams have played eight games this season. And if Barcelona win versus Celta Vigo, which they're currently doing 1-0, they would win their last five all wins. And that means they've only conceded one goal this entire season if they were to keep a clean sheet. This also means that they're going to be going top of La Liga with two points over their rivals, Real Madrid. And looking at the bottom, you see Sevilla, Cadaz and El Leche. Sevilla is big, big, big to be in a very, very poor position. They're in the Champions League. They are still in the Champions League and they are they're, they're bottom of their league. They're currently looking to go into the Europa League. As Copenhagen and Sevilla are both on one point, but Sevilla are third in the goal difference. Um, neither team has won a game in Champions League in Group G. But La Liga is going crazy at the moment. I thought Real Madrid would win the league by flying colours. Both sides are unbeaten. And then you look at the teams with a bit of a downfall this season with the likes of Atletico Madrid and Valencia, who aren't really at their peak that they were last season. I think under Unai Emery as well, I think Villarreal did a much better job, but currently they're sitting in ninth. They usually focus on the European competitions over the league. Valencia, Real Sociedad and Betis are all just outside Champions League places. Um... But I think Atletico Madrid, although they're not the biggest team, or they're not playing like the biggest team that we've seen in the last few years, I'm sure when they get into Europe's big, big occasions, I'm sure they'll get far. They don't usually reach the finals. I don't think they've ever done so. But Simeone's men are definitely going to regroup and come back even stronger. They're seven points off first, though, which is a big, big, big disappointment. But Barcelona are top of that, which is very, very nice to see, considering Xavi has kind of regrouped and reformed that team. 
But Manchester United are winning by three goals to one. I'll bring you the scorer in a minute. But let's just talk about the Premier League. The only team that are unbeaten sitting second, who are Manchester City. The teams that haven't drawn are Arsenal and Manchester United. But the teams that are underperforming are Liverpool. Big, big Liverpool. The team that should, that should really be unbeaten at this moment of the season. We haven't really had two hard games. We've had mediocre games against Manchester United, but an out-of-four Man United after losing to Brighton. We should have beaten them, which we didn't. We, lose to, we lost 2-1. And then they lost to Arsenal later, I mean, earlier on today. They've only won two of their last five matches because of that defeat at the Emirates Stadium. Teams that should be doing better there this season. A lot of the bottom te teams under Liverpool are where they want to be, but West Ham and maybe Leeds and Palace should be pushing a bit higher. Gerrard could be leaving Aston Villa, though. He could be sacked. Only one win in five, two defeats and two draws, leaving the fans a bit worried. Two wins, two draws and four defeats for Steven Gerrard. They signed, they amazingly signed Diego Carlos to become their centre-back from, I think it was Sevilla. He had, didn't really perform in his first game and now he's injured for like six or seven months. But Arsenal were top of the Premier League with a point clear. Mikel Arteta is getting the Premier League just perfect this season. Only one defeat in the last five. Manchester City have got better form in the last five games. They've won, they've won four, drawn one. But Arsenal were top after beating Liverpool 3-2. Saka, Gabriel, sorry, Saka, Martinelli and somebody else scored to get Arsenal the win, which is just amazing for them. It'll be good to see a different team challenging for the Premier League this season and making it really tough and pushing until the final day. Manchester United, though, I think their goal has been disallowed. I think it has been indeed. Manchester United are remaining. Rashford's goal is denied. Rashford gets on the end of Ronaldo's flick on from the goal kick, but heads it over Awobi before brushing past into space and finishing the move. But Hamble during his powerful run denies the forward's first goal against Everton. It remains 2-1. Christian Eriksen comes off and in comes Scott McTominay. But now we're going to give you a song. Here is Love No Wantity by CK.
Manchester United have beaten Everton 2-1. It stayed the exact same scoreline after Ronaldo scored. But now we're going to be ending this episode or radio show in more music as we usually do. There hasn't been a lot of music today because I've been talking a lot about Liverpool and a lot about the Premier League and La Liga. But if you want to have your say on national radio, all you need to do is to go to my Instagram, which is jackjimjam.official. Hit the Instagram link, uh, the website link in the bio. Go fill out the form or go ahead and send me a DM. I'd say you're interested in being on national radio. But now we're going to be playing you a few more songs. Here's A Little Bit of Love by Tom Brennan. Lately I've been counting stars And I'm sorry that I broke your heart It's something that I didn't want for you But I'm stepping on broken glass And I know this is my final choice All I'm trying to do is find my path to you I got voices in my head and there's a definite silence I got voices in my head and I can't lie I've been holding on to pieces Swimming in the deep end Trying to find my way back to you Cause I need it A little bit of love A little bit of love I need a little love Just like the air I'm breathing another song we're going to talk about the Champions League and I'm going to be predicting the results for the upcoming week and fixtures of the UEFA Champions League.
Okay, so let's begin the quick-fire Champions League results. McAfee versus Juventus. It's going to be 3-0 to Juventus. Copenhagen City once again. It's going to be 4-0 City. Another Haaland hat-trick. Benfica versus PSG. PSG are going to run riot and win five goals to nil. Dynamo Zagreb, Salzburg. It's going to be a 2-1 win to Salzburg. Dortmund to Villa. Sevilla are not in good form as we spoke about earlier. And Dortmund are. It's going to be a 3-0 win for the home side. Inter Milan versus Chelsea. Can Graham Potter win away from home at the San Siro? It's going to be a 2-1 win for Inter Milan. Shakhtar Donetsk versus Real Madrid. Real Madrid are definitely going to win this game. They're going to win three goals to one. Celtic RB Leipzig. Celtic are in good form with Nkunku. And Cel sorry, with uh, Leipzig, sorry. Celtic aren't in the best of form, but they're doing well in the league. It's going to be a 2-1 win for RB Leipzig. Napoli Ajax. It's going to be another 4-0 victory for Napoli in Naples. Atletico Madrid versus Club Bruges. Club Bruges are going to pull off another surprise. They're going to win by two goals to one. Leverkusen-Porto. Porto are going to win that game. Sorry, Leverkusen are going to win that game two goals to one. Rangers-Liverpool. We're going to be tough at Ibrox for the Reds. Therefore, it's going to be a 2-2 draw. Barcelona-Inter. It's going to be a 0-0 draw. Victor Plezen versus Bayern. Bayern are going to win that game four goals to one. Tottenham versus Frankfurt. Frankfurt are going to lose that game by one goal to nil. Sporting-Marseille. Sporting one. Marseille one. I don't really know too much about those sides. But now, coming up. A bit more music, but before I do, I just wanted to say thank you for listening on United Radio or on Spotify, which have now introduced. If you want to listen on Spotify and you're currently listening live, you can listen to all my previous shows. All you need to do is to go on to Spotify, search up Kick Off with Jamie McCready, which is M W double C R E E D Y, and then it will come up straight away. It's the football one, of course it is. And all previous episodes are on there. So you can listen on demand and you can catch up with me next week as well. I've been Jamie McCready and I'll see you all next week. But before we do, here is Begging by Monoskin. I'll see you all next week. Put your loving hand out, baby.
And the hand 